Welcome back to Mike and Maurice's Mind Escape. Let us help you escape your mind. Welcome back to Mike Maurice's Mind Escape. We have episode number two, let's see here, 286, 286 tonight. Um, we're going to be discussing, so about a week and a half ago, I started seeing this back and forth um, between the scientists, neuroscientists, philosophers, uh, regarding the um, IIT or the... Uh, Integrated information theory, which is like the leading uh, theory of how consciousness works or how to quantify consciousness based on what we know on science so far. Um, I've read the papers. I'm not sold on it, but the controversy lies within a bunch of other scientists calling this pseudoscience, even though it's using mathematics and scientific method. And um, a lot of the scientists are saying it's similar to string theory and there's not a lot. um, There's not a lot you can do in terms of testing right now and stuff like that. So we're going to talk about all that here in a second. Um, As I mentioned, this is 286 uh, Wednesday night. At 10.30, I will be joined by author and psychonaut Adam Butler. Um, I, he wrote the book Butler's Field Guide, um, you know, with DMT and everything. So we're going to be discussing that on Wednesday night. Um, and, yeah, i got a bunch of other stuff lined up coming up here in the next few weeks with guests and stuff like that. But I thought I'd slide this in tonight. I wanted to do this last week, but... Uh, we had that episode with Dr. Michael Masters and all that stuff with all the fake alien bones and everything, which update. Apparently now NASA is going to run genetic testing on it, so I guess I guess we'll see. Um, I don't know how they got caught up in this, but um, yeah. And and there's a lot of people that sent me angry messages regarding. I don't. I mean, whatever. I'm always going to speak my truth. I don't really give a shit what anybody else thinks. So. Um, Let's see here. <clears throat> so, yeah, uh, shout out to all my glass artists that I've uh, been following here. You guys are all awesome and ladies. Um, shout out to my boy Adam at ambient underscore glass. Um, we got Blake Maisie at Hotwood or uh, Hot Oakwood Hotworks. I always get that one mess. Oakwood Hotworks, my boy Blake. Um, who else? We got Glass by. Aaron Carty, C-A-R-T-E-E, on uh, Etsy. So go check out her stuff. Um, she's got some really cool bicycle day, like pendants and stuff like that, too. She did have a heady dropper with a bicycle day pendant. I don't know if it's still available, but go check out her stuff. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Um, oh, I've got some... Uh, I've got some other stuff headed my way. I'll, I'll give them a shout out the next episode once this stuff comes in. Um, and I'm going to work on getting Andrew Tischler back on the show, who is a sick glass artist, who also um, is reading The Bicameral Mind, which we have not discussed on the show. So I told him I'm going to read it. I started reading that as well. 
Um, and we're going to be discussing the bicameral mind here uh, next time we get him on. So, uh, yeah, the best way to support Mind Escape is to click the link tree link down below. Um, our documentary, uh, As Within, So Without, from UFOs to DMT, is free on our YouTube channel. There is a director's cut that's available on our Patreon. Um, so if you click on our Patreon page, it's, it's the one that's available for seven seventy seven. You also get all of our exclusive guest episodes and segments and stuff like that. So there's a ton of stuff on there that you get for your money, not just the uh, director's cut. So there's that. We appreciate everybody that supported us through our Patreon. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Um, we're currently working on tossing around new ideas for uh, the next project. So stay tuned for that. And, uh, yeah, the easiest way to support Mind Escape is just to click the link tree, go to our uh, Apple or Spotify or YouTube, um, and, you know, like this video, like the episode, leave us a nice comment, leave us a nice five-star review, whatever you want to do. Uh, but, yeah, we really appreciate that, and we appreciate everybody that uh, reaches out and uh, with all the nice messages and emails and stuff like that. So, and... I think that's about it before we get started. But yeah, just if you're interested in supporting the show, there's a million ways to do it. Just click the link tree link and yeah, let's get started here. So uh, if you are interested in the, the links down below, I included all the scientific papers regarding um, the integrated, uh, integrated information theory, the IIT um, stuff that, you know, the actual paper that's describing it um, and then... So the guy that the head of it, uh, his name's Giulio Tononi. I believe he's a Italian guy from, I think he was at University of Wisconsin, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know if he's still there, but, um, so the idea behind it is that there are these essential properties of consciousness. Um, and I believe he calls them axioms. Um, and the different axioms describe, um, these physical systems and so I think what let's see here what the axioms are so these are just highlighted here um, it says they're meant to capture the essential properties of the experience um, they were chosen with the notion that uh, that as they should be so the first one is about experience and then itself um, so you have uh, evident they should be immediately given, not requiring uh, derivation or proof. Um, another one would be essential. They should apply to all my experiences. Uh, complete. There should be no further essential property characterizing my experience. Consistent. It should be not possible to derive a contradiction among them. And independent, it should not be possible to derive one axiom from another. Uh, based on these criteria, the axi uh, uh, axioms of IIT are intrinsic existence, composition, information, integration, and exclusion. Okay, so um, again, this is just a way to look at consciousness. This is this guy's theory on how to try and quantify it. He uses this. Uh, mathematical symbol, which I think you've some people are familiar with. It's a little circle with a line through the middle, um, and he calls this phi, or I mean phi, excuse me, phi. 
Um, and that's supposed to be like the collapse, I believe, wave function or something along those lines. Um, I might be butchering some of this. I'm not obviously not a uh, neuroscientist or whatever, but this is just my understanding of it. Um, so this part I, I uh, copied down. This is called, uh, this is from one of the papers. It's from Phenomenology to Mechanism. So on the show in the past, when we talk about consciousness, mostly we are talking about it from a phenomenological standpoint because that's just what this show does. Um, if you were to talk to a neuroscientist or a brain surgeon or something like that, they would be talking to you about it. I mean, I'm sure they could give you their philosophical take too, but they would be approaching it from a more mechanistic standpoint. So you have, with a lot of these things, the phenomenological um, idea of it or study of it, and then you have the mechanistic. So it says, Neuro, uh, neuroscience has made great progress in explaining how brain science mechanisms perform cognitive functions such as perceptional categorization, attention, allocation, decision-making, motor control, uh, memory acquisition, language parsing, and so on. Uh, however, there seems to be an explanatory gap or hard problem proposed by David Chalmers in 1996, uh, some of you may know. Um, if one tries to explain, even in principle, why a particular set of neural uh, elements in a state, say, some neurons within my brain firing and some not, should, be, should give rise to experience, that is, feel like something. Uh, integrative information theory acknowledges that one cannot infer the existence of consciousness starting from physical systems, from uh, matter, never mind. Uh, instead, IIT takes the opposite approach. It starts from experience itself uh, by identifying the essential properties or axioms, as I mentioned before, the axioms, and then infer what kind of properties or physical systems must have to account for its essential properties or postulates. Then IIT employs the postulates to derive from any particular system of elements in a state, whether it has consciousness, how much, what kind. Uh, from these premises, IIT uh, offers a parsimonious explanation for empirical evidence. Uh, it makes testable predictions. It permits in, uh inferences and exploration or extrapolations excuse me and the exposition of iit and some of its implications can be found um in the paper by tononi in 2008 tononi in 2012 um albanticus 2014 tononi and cock uh 2014 or coke sorry uh, a decision of the neurobi uh, neurobiological evidence for IIT is found in Tononi and Coke in 2008. Okay, so this theory is trying to quantify using mathematics and, and you know, all that. So the a week and a half ago, I started seeing people talk about this paper. So this paper uh, was produced by... Um, Stephen Fleming, Chris Frith, Mel Goodall, uh, Joseph Ledoux, Alan Lee, Matthias Michael, Adrian Owen. I don't even know who any of these people are. Anyways, uh, online on Active on X, uh, the app X, this guy, Haquan Liu, 
I believe he's a neuroscientist, um, was the leading the social media charge of all this. But they wrote a paper, and they 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 got 126 signatures saying. Uh, it's called, the headline reads, The Integrative Information Theory of Consciousness, A Case of Mistaken... Oh, no, I'm sorry, that was a different one. The one that they wrote, I'll read that one in a second, the mistaken identity one, but the one that they wrote uh, calling it pseudoscience is called, um, let's see here, The Integrative Information Theory of Consciousness as Pseudoscience. So I have the link down below if you want to check that out. Um, This paper is just an indictment on this theory um, saying that it's pseudoscience. So this other guy, I mean, this is all real science. It's been done. The argument is is that it's not producing enough tests or testable data. um, And they're saying that we need to take a different approach kind of a thing. These scientists that are critical of it. But most of what I saw online wasn't... was opposition to this paper calling it pseudoscience. It wasn't the fact that somebody was criticizing the IIT because it seemed like there was a lot of people that had an issue with this integrated information um, theory. So it wasn't the fact that this um, theory, uh, whatever, isn't right or whatever, but it was the fact that it was being called pseudoscience. So um, I saw lots of stuff going on and then, and I don't know, I didn't get to the bottom of this, but I saw a little bit of a back and forth where it seemed like the scientists that are calling it pseudoscience were afraid that, um, assigning consciousness to something could lead to more, um, you know, abortion laws or stuff like that. That was the argument that they were saying. They're saying that this is going to be bad because like using integrative information theory is is something's a a complex system. That's one of the criticisms. It's like, which this, this theory embraces, which is like complex, like a power grid, like some sort of city's power grid. Technically that would fall into some level of consciousness based on this theory. So they're saying the people that are critical of it is this is just my understanding of it by the way, my interpretation of everything that I've seen and read is that these people are saying that this theory is loosely assigning consciousness to things that could then be used um, against other people or whatever. So I think that that's crazy in one way because, I mean, you can't, you're not doing science at that point, if that's the case. These people aren't doing science. They're just trying to like shut this thing down or whatever, or I don't know if they're, you know, it didn't seem like it was a jealous thing. It seemed like it was more, well, I take that back. There is a level, I think, a lot among these scientists that study this kind of stuff where if somebody gets a lot of attention, like integrative information theory gets a ton of attention and it has, it's been uh, featured in articles and papers and nature and scientific uh, uh, outlets and all sorts of stuff. So when it's getting that kind of attention, you'll have obviously people jump in and contradict it or whatever. So, um, yeah, you had, you know, I, I got wind of it cause I saw Andrew Gallimore and, uh, Peter Shersted and a few others, um, jumping in and, you know, saying, well, what's going on here? And then I started looking into the papers and stuff like that. And then I got interested and I had actually never heard of, in the integrative information theory of consciousness. Uh, as much as we talk about this stuff on the show, 
it just never come came up so i never even heard of this thing before uh this so i read up on it read the scientific papers um i as a, again i put a list of them down below uh one of the papers is called the strength uh of weak integrated information theory that one has a famous you might know one of the people on that paper that's a neil seth Anil Seth, he's done a TED Talk about how we're all hallucinating all the time. You might have seen that TED Talk. Uh, he came out in opposition of this criticism of IIT in the sense that he doesn't think it's pseudoscience. As much as, you know, maybe he doesn't believe in every aspect of it, it's definitely not pseudoscience. So um, there's that. Uh, again, the paper that I just mentioned, which is the Integrated Information Theory of Consciousness as Pseudoscience. Um and if you want to watch the go and look at the back and forth, I believe the one guy's name is H A K W A N L A. His last name's L A W. Um, let's see here, the Integrative Information Theory of Consciousness: A Case of Mistaken Identity. That paper's by Bjorn Merker, Kenneth Wilford, and uh, oh, so I don't. I think the some of the people. One of the person. One of the people I saw that signed the pseudoscience thing was Daniel Dennett. If you don't know who Daniel Dennett is, uh, he's a famous uh, philosopher. He's kind of like a materialist. Um, and that was there wasn't like too many people. And even though I got this is a lot of like inside science, inside baseball, because I don't think a lot most people wouldn't know who any of these people were, except for maybe a few that are active online. Maybe they've got a TED talk or something, but. Um, then another paper called The Mathematical Structure of Integrative Information Theory. Um, again, it's all based around, uh, uh, yeah, mathematics and observation. It's supposed to predict stuff, obviously, and that's why some people were comparing this to, like, string theory and stuff. And, and it, it, you know, shit gets crazy. Shit got crazy, as usual. Um, these people f fly off the deep end. Um Let's see here. Oh, uh, another paper is called Integrative Information Theory of Consciousness. I put that one down. Um, what does, you know, just basically anything I could find that seemed like it was either explanatory or had different moving parts. The last paper I added was called Separating Weak Integrative Information Theory into Inspired and Aspirational Approaches. So it seemed like a lot of people thought that from what I can gather, like people that actually know what they're talking about regarding this theory is like, yeah, it's got some interesting components that can help us, but for the most part, it's not the answer, like most of the other stuff. So, um, you know, take what you want out of that, but it just seems like, again, w I I've been hard on your, um, you know, your favorite fringe people lately that we've talked a lot about on the show in Positive Lights and more recently, I've kind of, you know, been stepping up and really speaking my mind on some of these people. But for this one, I think this is important because this isn't, a, a, you know, a case of a snake sales oil, a snake oil salesman or some sort of pseudoscientist or some crazy shit. This is a real scientist that did real work um, that's being called out as pseudoscience by people that think they're either cutting edge or maybe they're just taking... You know, there's this thing in science I've noticed, too. It's like a game of chicken sometimes where they play where <laughs> who can be the more the the more dogmatic materialist in that argument? Because it's almost like you come out on top if you can do that. Like if you can, you know, say, hey, uh, you know, 
break it down to a more elemental level and show that, uh, you know, hey, I don't care about death and we're all going to die and nothing happens after, blah, 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 blah. There's like this game of chicken happen, you know, and then you get some of these people in a room alone or you talk to them privately and they might have different views. But publicly, people don't want to say things that they could be wrong later, even though people do it every day. They don't realize that there's a lot of stuff when that's actually calculated that comes out that they think that they're being slick or conservative or whatever. I don't know, but... Um, so yeah, this was real scientists calling out another real scientist for pseudoscience, even though I wouldn't really consider it from everything I've read, I wouldn't consider it pseudoscience. It might just be flawed or wrong. You know, maybe it needs to be tweaked and adjusted, fine tuned, you know? Um, but yeah, that's just kind of, kind of how it went down. But I thought it was interesting because again, I don't know. I haven't heard of a lot of these people, even though I'm really, I really follow a lot of this stuff. And, um, I didn't see many people talking about it either. Um, so I don't know, maybe I'm just a nerd. I'm the only one that cares about it. Um, so yeah, we're going to keep this one short tonight. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to go over that. Uh, Wednesday we have Adam, or I have Adam Butler on, uh, who's an author and a psycho. Now we're going to discuss DMT. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Um, we have other stuff coming up as well. If you have like a topic or something you want me to address or something like that too, you can always send me an email at mindescapepodcast uh, at gmail.com. And yeah, I mean, if it's something we've already discussed or whatever, uh, I'm happy to re-go over things as well. Or if it's somebody we've had on the show and you want somebody else to come back or something like that, just let me know. I'll try and make it happen usually if, if it can be. Um, but, yeah, that's it. I think um, I think the whole consciousness thing, um, every week something comes out. Oh, we discovered... You know, the, we, we figured out the hard problem of con- or, or this new method will help unfold the hard problem of consciousness. Like every week I see an article about how they figured out consciousness or they crack consciousness or they know what's going like. I mean, this is going on at least five or six years for me doing this podcast because that's where I pay attention to all the news on this stuff. So that's been happening at least that long. Uh, I can, you know. But no, they haven't done anything yet. And that's just how this goes. Um, so I don't know. Is it the, the most, you know, seductive theory of kind? No. I, again, it seems like most people don't think it's either complete or um, going to last forever or has accurate, you know, testing or whatever. So we'll see what happens. But I, again, it comes down to these other psychoscientists saying that it's pseudoscience when um, it seemed like they were in the minority. Like anytime any of them (laughs) were interacting with people on X, I mean, they were getting ratioed pretty hard um, by like very top people. So um, the pushback again, wasn't on the theory being right or wrong. It was being something labeled pseudoscience and and that term being thrown around willy nilly. (sighs) I don't know. I think that that term is just losing its value too, because um, there's a lot of people that are being labeled as pseudoscience as well. 
that aren't even scientists. They're not pretending to do science. They're just like writing books. And if you think it's garbage or whatever, you know, that's one thing. But like, there's a lot of people out there that are labeled pseudoscience. Like, they're just interested in this topic. Let them do their thing, you know? Um, now, if they have a large following and they're intentionally deceiving people, I think that that's a different story. But, um, yeah. You know, some of these people that are <laughs> handing out pseudoscience, some big channels that think Eyes of the Sahara, you know, is Atlantis and stuff like that. I see them getting into some trouble online. You know, you got to be careful. Can't fall into that conspiracy conspiracy trap thing. You know, some of these people do. So, some of these people do. Um, but yeah, like I said, we're just gonna wrap it up, keep it quick. I just wanted to go over that. I have all the links to the papers down below. Um, if I was smarter, I would go on for longer, but I'm not. So, we're gonna keep it tight tonight. Um. One more thing, um, we are looking to build a community too, uh, around doing the show too. So if you feel like you can help out mind escape in any sort of way, uh, I'm all ears. We're always trying to make the show better. So if you have some, feel like you have something to contribute, let me know, shoot me an email, uh, mind podcast at gmail.com or reach out to me on social media where I think, you know, we're on every app pretty much. So, um, what else? Anything else? Um, no, I think that's it. That's all I got tonight. Slow night, but again, I had to get that out, talk about it, because I wanted to do this episode last week, and other stuff came up. So, um, Wednesday night, ten thirty. Tune in. Uh, I think this is going to be an awesome episode. Um. Adam seems like a really cool dude, and uh, his book is really good. Check out, uh, here, let me pull it up. I believe it's called Butler's Guide to DMT. Um, here we go. Yes, it's called Butler's DMT Field Guide, so... Um, look forward to that. Um, and yeah, look, uh, I want to do more of these solo episodes too. So if you have any other topics you want me to just rant and, and rave like a lunatic on, just let me know. Um, I've got some other stuff. I do want to get to the, uh, third part and do finish off the, what was Soma series? Cause I've seen some other papers on that recently pop up. Um, but, uh, we'll talk about that and yeah, uh, check out all my glass art friends. If you want to see who, you know, check out our Instagram page, um, mind escape podcast. Uh, I follow a lot of sick glass artists, um, doing their thing, heady, heady glass. So check that out. And yeah, mind escape. You want to support the show? Click the link tree link down below. We've got tons and tons of different ways if you you know we have a merch store which are designs i have even my own artwork that i've added in there um what else you can leave us a nice review on apple podcast or spotify uh if you're watching live on youtube which we do all of our shows live on youtube 
please check out our audio platforms. We do have video podcasts on Spotify um, and we're on Apple as well, among other uh, podcast apps. And if you're listening on one of the audio platforms, please check us out uh, again on one of our video ones. So um, I think that's it. Um, Shout out to Maurice. Shout out Sandy. And uh, yeah, see everybody Wednesday night. Um, I am going to play the trailer for our documentary as within, so without from UFOs to DMT. Uh, I think we're going to make a bunch of clips too coming up. So stay tuned for that. It'll, we're going to probably break up the documentary into short clips. So look forward to that. All right, everybody stay safe out there. We'll catch you next time. I love everybody. Peace. I don't have to believe something's here. There's no question about that. They, are not just from this planet, but based on the characteristics they're most often described having, that they're simply us from the future. It was um, the biggest aircraft I've ever seen in my entire life. It was semi-translucent, it seemed. We see four orange orbs flying one after another, basically in formation. Um, I think in a way, you know, you could call a UFO a flying dream. Out of the cornfield, that seven foot tall, gray, menacing, communion looking alien or whatever you want to call it. Because it can be a multitude of things, of deities, of godlike creatures, of aliens. The reality that we experience on a day-to-day -day basis seems to be this very, very thin slice of something far larger and far more complex. As within, so without from UFOs to DMT.